Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the League One podcast with Look Sports Media. I'm joined today by Seb and Owen. How are we doing, guys? Not bad. Had a great weekend. Seen Stevenage win again. So uh, we'll be hopefully looking to an interesting game on Tuesday night and uh, having tonight look for all the games in League One and all the interesting stories. Yeah, I'm I'm good, thank you as well, Chris. Uh, how, how are you doing? Yeah, we're all a bit positive apart from Seb tonight. <laughs> It's true, yeah. I'm the only, as Chris kindly pointed out uh, just prior to recording, I'm the only non-winner out of the three of us uh, from Saturday's fixtures. Uh, but nevertheless, the game still uh, brought plenty of entertainment, which I'm sure we'll we'll come to a little bit later on. Yep. So we uh, start with some news today. Uh, Reading uh, have signed an exclusivity with a European hedge fund. It's been reported that the uh, hedge fund will be coming soon to purchase the club. Some good news for Reading, guys. Some light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that there's just I think uh, the uncertainty of, of the clubs probably realising on their performances at the moment. I think they did win on on Saturday. I think didn't they? So maybe maybe I know it's come out now, but maybe they've been told they were told at the weekend or something. We don't know when when they were told, but maybe. That sort of knowing that there is some light at the end of the tunnel that's probably improved their performances and might see them improve. It's still be a hell of a task for them to stay up this season, but um, this might give them a, a great boost, especially if they can make some transfers in January. Yeah, and we, we've we've spoken on here quite a, a lot of times in terms of Reading and, and their struggles, you know, financially. Um, so with with this news, surely this is sort of uh, end, if not sort of uh, reduce. Uh, any, any struggles that, that the club ha- have been through over the past couple of months and, and a couple of years as well. Um, so it's some great news for, for Reading fans and uh, players and anyone connected to the club. Uh, and hopefully Reading can just go on the up from here. 
Certainly, and it was a worrying situation that seems to hopefully be ironed out. Um, it's a recurring theme, isn't it, guys? The Every league in the EFL currently seems to have a crisis club sitting rock bottom of a table that can't get themselves out of that trouble. Yeah, it's, it's, it shows that the EFL just doesn't have a great system with fit and proper tests. They don't check the owners. And it shows, like, I know this is a few years ago, but Berry, they went on Macclesfield Town. Obviously, they've reformed now, but they're still in the depths of non-league. And then you still look at Watchdale. Um, I know this is for the National League guys to cover, but they didn't pay their players or played barely barely their players this shit, this week. And they were, what, they were football league club, what, a year, year, year ago, literally? Just relegated last season, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean, is that, and Oldham, I think Scunthorpe, you would think as well, like clubs that have just like really struggled on hard times. And that was what, in the space of three, four years? We didn't have that before. The last time after, what, before Berry was what, Luton Town? Yeah, and it's certainly a thing uh, I read recently, I can't remember the exact number of teams, but more teams seem to be re- getting relegated from the championship for points deductions stemming from financial reasons more than anything. And you look at last season, both Reading and Wigan going down and before their points deduction, I don't think Reading were even in trouble, were they? No. No. Sorry. Yeah, we've seen it with Sheffield Wednesday as well in in the championship before that as well. Um, They they struggled quite a bit. Yeah. Um, Yeah, sorry, carry on now. No, I was saying it's also with like, it's like Bolton, for example, they went down. I know they're probably already down, but they had points deductions in the championship. And then they didn't, they, they did the same with like Reading will probably most likely do this year. And they went straight down with the championship to lead two in two years. And yeah, I, I feel, I feel really sorry for like, you, you look at all these clubs, right? This is why I think for a lot of us, we're happy that we've got the, the owners we do. Because our owners actually, well, for me especially, our only cares about our club. We were going into administration. This was, God, 20, 30 years ago now, but before I was even born. But he went into, our club was going going under. Stevens was going under until Forlis bought the club, um, saved it. And then what now? We're what? Fourth in League One? Um, some of us are dreaming of, of trips in the championship to big, big clubs. Like, no one would have thought that 10 years, even 10, even 10 15 years ago. Like, it's just mental. But that's what happens when you have a great club, when you have a club that an owner that cares about the club. You you guys are preparing for life in the championship, possibly. Both looking at that possibility. I, I've already accepted League Two. I don't know. I think Chatham I think Chatham have a chance. They're playing well at the moment. Certainly looking a lot better, and we'll get to our own teams later on. Um as for how our teams got on, let's put Seb out of his misery first seeing as we mentioned that he was the only one to not experience his team winning today. Seb, how did your Barnsley get on? Uh, well, I think you've given away a massive clue there. We, we didn't end up victorious, but we, we had a tough uh, away trip to Lincoln, who had uh, Michael Scabala's first home game in charge uh, since he took over the Imps. Uh, it started really badly within the first sort of five minutes or so. Uh, the Barnsley skipper, Jordan Williams, uh, gave away a penalty. He brought down um, the Lincoln player on the left. Uh, you know, very clumsy. Um, it was, yeah, it, it very clumsy. Sort of just on the corner of of the of the box. 
uh, and um, Lincoln players stepped up. It was uh, Madrill stepped up just five minutes into the game to give uh, Lincoln an early lead. Uh, and then after that, sort of um, both sides had had a couple of chances uh, in in the rest of the first half. And then after half time, uh, Neil Collins must have given the side sort of a good talking to, if you like, dur- during the halftime period. Chris Barnes came out much more uh, attacking, much sort of threatening uh, on on the on the attack, uh, and that uh, proved the difference. It was Barry Cotter who got the equalising goal after sixty eight minutes played, and um, he met a John uh, John McAtee cross, and then McAtee turned from a provider to scorer when he uh, finished uh, a Jordan Williams cutback on seventy two minutes, but that wasn't to, to last long when uh, TJ Ayoma headed in for Lincoln uh, to make sure the, the points were shared. Um, I've seen this goal quite a few times uh, since Saturday. I'm not sure if any of you guys have, but I think for Lincoln's equaliser, I think uh, Ben Killip in, in the, the bounce net has got to do better. He's got to come out and, and, and claim the ball. He stays rooted to his line. Uh, they win the first, the Lincoln with the first header, and then uh, Ayoma's there to sort of uh, fumble in um, after the, the the second ball. Um, but he's got to do better for me. Uh, but the, the points were shared, uh, if you like, at the Central Bank. Yeah, I think with 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 um, with with Ben Kennep, I think it's an experience. I think because all you said, this is the highest highest division he's ever played at, right? League One. And to be honest, it wasn't great in League Two last year. I know he's your backup keeper, obviously, at the moment with your with your first choice being injured, but he doesn't have experience to sort of know when to sort of go and collect the ball. We saw that last year, he's an experience and know where the players are. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna say it again, Danny Rose against Steve against Hartlepool. Sorry, uh, Grant, if you are listening to this. Um, but yeah, like I mean, he just got that inexperienced that seemed to be that 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 cost you at the weekend. And but what I am gonna say is Michael Scavala has really changed Lincoln at the moment. It, they were they look hard working against us, and we were we played decently, but I was I think probably could have been a draw. They 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 only succumbed to us. They they went to Orient, which a game that, like I said, when when the previous team when the game did happen, unfortunately got abandoned due to the due to the death of an Orient fan. But they aren't going to win that every day of the week, um, and they went there. Done it one nil, great win for them. They've got and got a point here against a top Barnsley side. That's what I mean. He's played he's played three tough games and got four points out of it, out of a possible nine. And that's for a side that's not suited to his style he wants to play, and he's gonna phase that in, it looks like from the from the games I've seen. So once we get to January and he can start putting his his, his sort of face on the on on the on the team, and I, I won't be surprised. I'm gonna say Lincoln and my, my team to surge into the playoffs. The Hopeful for my sake, I hope they don't win the playoffs because I think Stevens will. My confidence at the moment, but I think they could get into the playoffs this year because that I really like what Scabal is doing at the moment. If you look at the league table now, that they are only three points off the top six as well, yeah. so it's it's pretty realistic if they were to do it. Um, I, you know, it just needs a little bit of time, I think, to sort of to implement fully his style of play. But clearly worked against uh, Barnes aside, who have probably not full on confidence after the last week. You know, losing to Bradford five one in in the Bristol Street Mo- in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy, easy for some to say, and then being kicked out of the FA Cup before the international break. We had the the defeat to Derby as well, so I can imagine a lot of Barnsley players low on confidence, and yeah. and Lincoln's Lincoln clearly capitalised on that uh, and got a good point out of it. 
Um, and actually, the result sees Barnsley just one place above Lincoln and just one point ab- above the Imps as well. Yeah. What, what is your opinion, actually, on on the uh, on the expulsion from the FA Cup? I know it's obviously a bit kind of dry now with what happened, but I'd just like to see what your take on is it. Because where the club, it is very embarrassing to not know that he was on loan. At, was it York? I'm, I'm right in saying it was York City, wasn't it? It's a yeah. bit embarrassing that you knew he he was already at York, that you should know he shouldn't play or to play the replay. I can't believe it's only taken us 10 minutes to get into this as well. I thought I thought it'd be mentioned in the first couple of minutes, but um, yeah, uh, I I am sort of similarly of that of that opinion in, in the fact that sort of how, how has it trickled down, you know, the amount of sort of coaches and, and staff involved in, in football uh, this day and age, how no one has sort of picked up on uh, the, the, the player that, uh, I'm not named, but, the player wasn't uh, eligible in in that first game against Horsham, um, so therefore, literally, it's written stone black and white in the FA rules. If you can't play the first, you know, game, you cannot play the replay, uh, and and that's what he did. He ended up playing in the replay. Um, so, the, sort of, the, the expulsion is is warranted. It, it, you know, we, we've clearly broken the rules. Uh, I know it's been floated about that uh, Liverpool did a similar thing. Uh, that was in a different competition, though. Uh, they, sorry, I, I, yeah. I, that Exeter and Liverpool yeah. did a different thing. They, they made an, an extra substitution, I think it was, yeah. uh, or, or something al- along those lines, yeah. um, and the game was replayed, whereas uh, obviously our game wasn't replayed. We, we would, we've just been kicked out of the FA Cup. But yeah. rightly so, I think, uh, you know, the EFL have their rules, the FA have their rules, and we've just not followed um, the rules, if you like. So we've been punished, and, and fair enough. In terms yeah. of sort of uh, the look of the club, uh, it's it's not great. It's not great at all. Uh, we've had a lot of attention on us in the past week, and all for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. And it's, it's not not great look for the club. Uh, it is. I, I'd sort of echo what you just said. It is. It is quite embarrassing um, for the club, you know, to be knocked out of such a historic competition in, in the way we we have done. Um, yeah, it's not great. But I guess to uh, to try and make a positive out of this uh, pretty dull and, and bleak situation. It means we can fully focus on the league, which is probably your typical manager's answer. But it yeah. it, it means we can focus on the league. Um, yeah. But it is it's quite embarrassing because we would have faced Sutton and more than likely got through to Ramfrey. No disrespect to Sutton. Yeah, and you, I mean, you, sorry, the focus on, has the focus has been on Barnsley here and the impact it's had on Barnsley, obviously being thrown out of the FA Cup and so on. But not much focus has been placed on how it impacts Horsham, who obviously, you know, a non-league team, they're going to be happy, they're, they get an FA Cup trip out of it. But it's all thrown together last minute for them. You know, two weeks' time, they've now got to abandon it. Not Well, not abandon the league game, it'll be moved. But a club with very little resources will have two weeks to get tickets and everything sorted for an FA Cup game when they were actually preparing for... A league game, yeah, and 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 from from the two matches we played, Horsham, uh, obviously the players are only part time. A lot of them are, are teachers. In in that first game, we played at Oakwell. Uh, a lot of them sort of had to ask for the day off of work just because um, you know they, they they'd normally had to work on a Friday. Uh, so I'd imagine it, it was a similar sort of thing. Although although it will be Saturday, but that some you know in terms of the mindset, the preparation sort of tech. Take goes up a notch, really. You know, you've gone from pl- playing, uh, you know, a normal league game against uh, clubs in your division to now playing in the FA Cup round two. That's sort of a step up for for yeah. a club like Horsham. But 
Um, yeah, credit to them. They've, they've sorted things out uh, in the past two weeks and of, of the two games that we did play them, we seem to sort of create um, a little bonds, a little sort of uh, good good relationships with the fans. Um, so I personally wish them, wish them all, the we- all the best in the next round of the FA Cup. And it's a winnable tie for them as well. I'm not saying Sutton are rubbish, but the bottom of the league two at the moment and they're side low and confident. Portion are pretty good in the division they're in other than that drubbing they had at the hands of Hashtag United a couple of weeks ago. But other than that, they've been brilliant in the league. And and I really hope that Horsham could, could do something there. And and maybe this 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 sort of acknowledgement by the Barnsley fans of Horsham could create maybe a partnership with the club in the, in the time to come. Because it seems to be that, that they've been quite friendly with each other. And how that lives on. Because that's what you want in football fans. We might be rivals at the end of the day during the games. But after, we should always be friends. And, 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 that sh- and like I said, Horsham and, and Barnsley showed why. Yeah, we move on now to a team, another team flying high in League One, and they're the surprises, they're surprise, one of the surprise packages of the season in Stevenage. Owen, how did you guys get on this weekend? Yeah, great performance again from the uh, from the Evans boys, um, where we've we, we've just sort of a game that we played decently, but it weren't at our best. But we just showed why we are where we are at the moment. Reed scored again with a with a brilliant strike in early on. That's now his fifth in four games. Um, top scorer now in League One, according to like with the whole game goals per game thing. So, considering he was he scored more goals than he did the entire last season, so he's been world class at the moment. Uh, we looked good to keep our lead in the first half, and then doubled our lead, fifty sixth minute, uh, where Robert, uh, where Ben Thompson scored, brilliant goal from him, and then. Uh, sort of coasting, got a last-minute winner from a last-minute goal from from Elliot List. Good for his confidence. We're fourth at the moment. Um, we're playing some of the best football I've ever seen from from our side. People say that oh, it's Evans' ball, well, it's direct and things, but it's not a direct football thing. It is. It's still good football to watch, and even if it isn't good football to watch, this is the best season I've seen our team ever play. Because I'm I wasn't watching football when we were sixth in league League One. What? 12, 13 years ago now. So, see us play the best foot we've ever played. Oh, wait, I just want to. Sorry, I just want. I just want to pick up on on something that you just said there in terms of uh, Jimmy Reed. You know, his his minute per goal, one hundred and thirteen minutes per goal, twelve goals so far uh, in the league, uh, joint top with with Alfie May. Just, just how good has he been? He's been more classy. I think. I don't know. It seems there's some players that get better the higher they go up the leagues, and he seems to be like that. He's been he, this year. He's just he's sort of taken League One like a duck to water. Like he probably could have scored more. He probably could be on 15, 16, but the amount of one on ones he misses. But he's taken the chances when we can. He's also scored the most crucial goals when we can. That's why he's called Big Goridi. So I've said that probably said that for about seven times in this podcast uh, for the course of, so far. But um, yeah, I feel he's, he's he's so crucial to how we're doing at the moment. I am a little bit worried, but maybe a club maybe making a panic buy situation in January, maybe a. Uh, a club up in the championship or maybe in a, even in the Premier League if someone gets really, really desperate. But um but what I mean is I'm quite happy if he stay if he stays with I hope he does and I, I think he will. Um he's gonna be an integral part of hopefully you know creating history for our club. Like what we say we're seventy six years old and we're pushing for promotions to the championship. It's stuff dreams are made of to be honest and tomorrow night's gonna be a a great game to watch. I know, I know, it's obviously a little bit ahead, but 
we're playing a Peterborough side who are brilliant on form at the moment. They're bringing over a thousand. They've sold out their end. We should be a decent amount coming coming ours on a on a Tuesday night at the Lamex, and that seems to be one of the best. Like got obviously got Oxford Bolton as well, but you've got two massive games in in League One tomorrow, and Stevenage are part of it. It's mental to me. And just just going on to you being such a surprise package this season. Do teams like, uh, obviously, a win over a side like Peterborough would be massive for you tomorrow. But do some of the results, uh, the Portsmouth result, the Oxford result, results like that, do they give you a bit more confidence heading into this? Yeah, I think, I think well, Oxford, are, yeah, I think so, because because it shows us that they're not, Oxford and Portsmouth were brilliant sides when they came to us. Oxford batted us off the park. Portsmouth were all right, but they weren't the best. But to see them lose, see us give that that gap being closed. I know they have games in hand, but my dad always says you always want points in in your bank than you are games in hand. So um, to see us, what a point, two points, three points behind the, the the leaders at the top of the league at the moment, and we know that especially if Oxford and Bolton playing each other, that one of them, one or even both of them, will slip up. There's a chance to get up into that top three, top two. Um, you could see the run that the incredible one we're going on at the moment. What was six six wins in a row now we've had? Like one the probably the form of our lives at the moment. If we can continue that at the moment going into the festive period, I know we've got a, a big load of games. I know we're playing Burton, we've got your lot, Seb. Can't wait for Oakwell. That'd be a cracking game to watch, hopefully. Um and and we've got Northampton and Cambridge again, who are obviously localish games. So we can keep that run this during this festive period. If we're in January and we're still in that playoffs, I I think playoffs have got to be the goal because we are looking like one of the best teams in the league right now and it's showing. Yeah, and you, you speak of Oxford, uh, Oxford slipping up. I think they're on two wins from five now, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Oxford, I think it's about time we move to Water Road. Yeah. Uh, I've got the pleasure of covering this one. Uh, Will Goodwin... And Rob Street on the scoreline for both of us. Um, a strange game. Two of the silliest red cards I've seen this season. Rob Street, the first one, about 10 minutes after he scored, he just swings his arm, uh, jumping for a ball, catches, I'm not sure which Oxford player it was he caught, uh, catches him in the face, and it's an immediate red card for Street there. And Ruben Rodriguez one of the quietest players on the pitch. He had an absolute nightmare of a game. I believe, I think he missed an open goal at one point. Um, another silly yellow card, uh, a second yellow for a kick out at a player who's down on the floor. I think he's just trying to get the ball away from a player, but it's still a silly decision to make, especially when on a yellow card. It's the second season in a row, this fixture. Both teams have had a player sent off. But, well, at home or away? Or uh, at Wadden it? Road. Both teams have had a player sent off at Wadden Road last season, I believe. Jeez, that's, a co- that's a coincidence and a half. Jesus. Um, for Cheltenham, it's 11 points from possible 18 with nine goals scored after one point from... I can't remember what it was. It was a dismal run. I, It wasn't something I ended up keeping track of in the end because it was just awful to... It, there just comes a point where there's no point keeping count. It's the optimism had completely gone from the crowd, and Daryl Clark's brought it back a bit. Uh, Will Goodwin actually got himself in the team of a week for this one. But 
Des Buckingham at Oxford, what do you guys make of his first game? I don't know if you guys caught it. it it's it's not great at the moment, but he's going to have to need time to build in. Like this is what it's his first proper job as a, as a manager in the English league. So obviously he's managed in India and uh, the the Oceanic route with I think it was Auckland City and the New Zealand teams. So he's 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 he's, he's sort of been sort of out in the wilderness, as you say, for English fans anyway, and he's going to need time to sort of bed in put his standards in that might be a little bit different to what Manning's is. Um, there's going to be bumps in the road. Um, and I think they need to get it done quickly though, because he's not going to be able to afford that time when they're in this, which looking like it's going to open up the, the race for promotion, especially if Portsmouth keep struggling as well, if they don't sort up their run. So yeah, they need to sort that up very quickly, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting, but um, we'll, we'll see. In, in terms of results as well, it's, it's clearly not not the first result he would have wanted, you know, in 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 his tenure. Uh, so he'll be open to to build on on a defeat to uh, to you guys. Although I'm sure you're quite happy about that, Chris. Um, but in terms in terms of of uh, you know uh, Buckingham, he'll he'll want an improvement as soon as possible. You know, um, o- Oxford have got uh, Bolton on Tuesday, so a, a tough fixture really. And then um, they're playing the FA Cup and the EFL Trophy before Peterborough away their next league game. So a couple of tough uh, league fixtures for him to to get started on, uh, and it's clearly not gone the way he, he wanted to. But uh, it can it can hopefully build on from here. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of an emotional day for Cheltenham tomorrow, where we've got Charlton. So it'll be Alfie May. I think it's something like only the second time in his career he's played against Cheltenham. I think he played one game against us for Doncaster before he moved to us. Um, We spoke a lot about players celebrating against former clubs. Um, I don't know what you guys' opinion is on it. I I think if a player's done a brilliant service to a club, left with no hard feelings, that player's fully earned the right to celebrate. And I think if Alfie scores against us tomorrow, he he's foot he probably won't. Um I know he's been attending games. He I think someone said he was in the stands for the Wimbledon FA Cup game. Um I'm sure he'd have loved to get a kit on again after that score line. But um I, I think if he scores against us, he's on 15 in 21 now, I believe. If he yeah. scores against us, he's fully earned the right to celebrate. Yeah, but I like we the had respect. this. Sorry, Seb. I just said I just like the respect he gave, like, like to say to them that I would like to leave, but I love the service you're giving me. I love the chance you're giving me because, right? He was a League Two player when he when he came to you guys, right? Yeah, uh, he. Yeah, he joined halfway through the season. We won League Two, I believe. Yeah, and he's now a proven League One goal scorer, and now he's in a promotion push for Charlton. So. To, to be able to give him that, he's you've given them that platform to, to go and do that, and he's he's well respected that, which I which I love because most most players would wouldn't care, and he does, and and that's what I love about him, and he does deserve the right to, but I, I'll be really happy if he doesn't celebrate because it just shows respect to you guys. Um, but I was I was saying about Daryl Clark though, he's done an incredible job. But I mean, one of the best I've seen with the squad. I'm not being honest, but the squad you have isn't really league league one quality. You got Curtis Davis's in your Rob Streets, and they are great players. But that squad, especially you sort of, you don't really have any goal scorers really in that team. But uh, Aidan Keener is yeah. one who Keener is a brilliant player, and he does score goals. But 
yeah. especially with Alfie leaving. The, the plan was always for Kina to step up after Alfie left, and it's just not happened yet. Um, so Daryl Clark has spoke quite highly of him, though, and you speak about the squad. I think Clark said most of a lot of them won't be there next season, yeah. and I think there's already exits planned for January as well. Yeah, but there's a chance. Like, I'm just saying, if it'll be a mirror, I'm not. I'm not saying it's like going to be like it's a high possibility, but. I think with Daryl Clark, you have a chance. It might not be a big chance, but you have a chance for saying that this year. Yeah, and I think a lot of the team's form coming down into the bottom half of the table is going to be a massive boost to us. But the form table is a strange one. You look at teams like Wickham, they, they've not won in five and they're around about 14. For a lot of these mid-table teams are now struggling to pick up wins. Yeah. Can I... Can I be really annoying and just pick up on uh, well what you said a couple minutes ago in terms of uh, players celebrating against former clubs uh, Barnsley had it really badly a few years ago uh, we sold Sam Winnow uh, to our main rival Sheffield Wednesday and uh, we had a match against against, uh, against Wednesday at, at Oakwell uh, of course Sam Winnow scored uh, and rather than just you know a nicely muted celebration against his former club that that did so well for him, he ran halfway down the pitch uh, onto the halfway line and just celebrated right in front of the fans. Uh, and uh, our bouncer fans threw on a toy Percy Pig uh, because we <laughs> we we sort of uh, our, our nick our nickname for the uh, for, for Wednesday is is the pig. So uh, someone had clearly planned that and and brought in a a, a toy like a a, a teddy pe- a pepper pig and threw it onto uh, the ground when someone else celebrated right in front of us. So that that was quite funny. Um, yeah, I, I just sort of that 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 came to mind when you were sort of yeah. chatting about uh, players celebrating against former clubs. I think like like we've said, it it's. It's not just about the celebrating. Some sometimes there's an over the top, and it's just a blatant disrespect to a club who've done you brilliantly for your career. And in terms of Alfie, Alfie May, he's had one of the most fantastic careers in the EFL. And I think it would be a case of even if he scored tomorrow, Cheltenham fans would still celebrate. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, he he, he did really well for for Cheltenham. So uh, uh, the respects there, uh, which which is sort of. Um, it's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pause for an ad break there. We'll be back with after these messages. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hello and welcome back to the Look Sports Media League One podcast. We pick up where we, we pick up for, with the League One action today from the weekend. Uh, we discussed at the start Reading and their takeover. What sign? Uh, I believe it was you covering Reading this weekend, Seb, was it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, sort of uh, double positive news for uh, any Royals fans uh, out there because uh, Reading managed to win away from home against uh, Wickham Wanderers. It was Lewis Wing uh, who, uh, well, got, got the the winning goal for, for the Royals against his former club. Uh, his deflected effort uh, won the day for the visitors. Um We'll just go back back to the start of the game. Uh, Reading opened the scoring through uh, Sam Smith. Uh, he got a, a touch on uh, Aziz Cross to flick the ball home and to give Reading the lead. Uh, Reading the lead just uh, half an hour in, and then two minutes later, uh, David Wheeler touched the ball back to Phillips, uh, who slotted home uh, a nice curl strike past David Button. Uh, Phillips could have had a couple more, uh, as could uh, Smith. But it was uh, Lewis Wing, who, who I mentioned just before, who got the uh, winning goal. Uh, his shot took a big deflection off Ryan Tafazzoli and passed uh, Strijek in the Wickham goal to make sure to give Reading all three points and uh, going home victorious. Just uh, you mentioned the Aziz assist. He assisted both goals that game. It brings him to four assists this season. That's equaled his goal contributions in his total career in football league. Uh, two goals, two assists, I believe he had before this. Just how how much of an asset it would he be to a team like Reading? Yeah, he's he's a great player. Sort of one of the the few, the few standout, you know, in in the Reading side. We, we spoke before, you know, how, how much Reading have struggled so far this season. Um, I think Aziz has been a standout for the for the club as as has uh, Smith. Um, Smith obviously on on the obviously on, on my mind's just gone on on the score sheet, uh, but as he's with 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 both assists, but he, he's a great asset for for Reading, um, and yet if 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 they, they do let him go, he'll he'll be a big miss uh, for for the side. Uh, they'll be hoping they can keep hold of him uh, for for as long as possible. But he's a, a great skillful player to have, um, you know, on 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 that right hand side for for the Royals. Um, but yeah, a, a solid option and uh, very, very tricky. Yeah, it, it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy season for Reading with not many ups and a lot of downs. Um, hopes of a takeover possibility. And then I think most Reading fans found out who it was uh, without getting into too much detail on it. because It's a bit of a touchy subject. But most Reading fans I, I saw on social media weren't particularly happy about the possibility of him taking over and it sort of faded away. But um, what do you make of this new takeover possibility? Do you think it could be beneficial for them or is it time for them to accept their fate in League One? Well, yeah, uh, I, I guess as a, as a club, you know, the stature uh, in recent years, the Championship before that, you know, even spells in, in the Premier League, um, I think uh, they're just going through some sort of transition phase in, in terms of ownership off the field and on the field as well. Um, so perhaps, you know, certainly sort of uh, have that mindset that it's going to take something 
big t- for them to get out of this league. Um, this season, it, I can't see it happening, uh, but possibly next season. Um, but f- fans should be happy with 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 this news. Uh, I, I know we covered it a little bit earlier on, but this is positive news. You know, yes, we're not going to see uh, you know immediate changes. Things are not going to happen overnight. But it's positive news for for Reading, and, and you know the only way is up, I guess, at the moment. Uh, combine that with with the victory on Saturday, it's a good weekend to be to be a Reading fan. Yeah, it's just stability at the end of the day. Just they, you, you won't want a flashy owner, especially the position they're in. They just want someone who can clear the debts. Even if they do go into League Two next season, most most Reading fans will just be happy. Sorry, will just be happy that their club is alive. And their stability to be able to go up, if they're in League Two next year, to go back up to League One and start the rebuild from there. Yeah, you, Seb mentioned the Premier League days, and I think some of these clubs, where they get to the Premier League, not not a matter of arrogance or anything, but I think once a team reaches the Premier League, something creeps into their minds, a new mindset approaches, or something teams start to think they're probably some kind of invincible, untouchable, whatever it is. And we've seen it before with Portsmouth dropping all the way down to League Two. They they weren't they weren't immune to it. So why why should anyone be really? And you know, yeah. Portsmouth you look at the players Portsmouth had on their uh on their books back when they were winning FA Cups with Harry Redknapp, that sort of thing. And it shows how far a team can actually fall. And how easy it is for a team to fall. Yeah, Blackpool as well with the Oysters. Yeah, Blackpool, um, Bolton, where they are now. Bolton were a Premier League staple for me growing up. Um, they were, as an Arsenal fan, they were what Burnley are to me. Yeah. Going to these places away from home was a nightmare. Stoke. Always was Stoke. 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 We developed a Stoke. whole other rivalry. But that's uh, what I mean. It's 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 just now. Just see those clubs like where they are. It's just so like sad to see because you, you like but they're the they're perfect case of once once they got relegated from the from the football league, like especially with with Blackpool, right? They got relegated from from the Premier League, and they always didn't give it didn't, didn't care anymore. They put any money into the club. They started banning fans. Like, it was a circus. And luckily, they got taken over. And now, yes, they're in League One again, but they have been to the Championship at some moments. They started back in League Two, have gone up to the Championship. They're back in League One again, but they are they are up there in that sort of push. So, you never know, they could go up again this year. But um, they've got stability, and that's what, that's what they want. Yeah, and I think... Stability is obviously stability is what you need, but there comes a point where you need to take that stability and push forward. Yeah. Well, we're sticking with the bottom of the table now with Port Vale, who are in trouble, who seem to be getting into a lot of trouble, especially after their dire start to the season against Seb's very own Barnsley. I saw the smile there as it was mentioned. Uh, Owen, you had this one. How was it? I believe it. Was yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, yeah. They um they lost again. Port Vale. It, it was not a great result um for them. They are injury hit at the moment, so it is a little bit of uh, 
a, a bad a bad spell for them at the moment as uh, Shrewsbury Town win again. They've been brilliant at the moment. Um, there were goals uh, from Mata and Odu, which showed his two-goal lead for Shrewsbury Town. Uh, one in the first half from uh, Max Mata, which was a uh, a brilliant cross in the box, which, um, which sorry, they did have a ball in the net in the first 20 minutes. Uh, it was chalked off after a foul in the area, after a great goal from Uche Okapazu. That's a sorry, that's a very poor, very poor pronunciation of his name. So if you are watching, uh, but then about eight minutes later, got the job done straight away. It was a, another cross, um, this time to the back post with a with a matter header, which uh, was a was a very very good header, which uh, scored his first goal for the club. Um, and then just after the break, Udo scored, put a sole goal lead, which looked pretty comfortable. Um, but then a brilliant free kick with, uh, that was taken by by Sang, which was uh, then uh, Ben Garrity headed home, uh, which gave him about 30 minutes to try and grab grab an equaliser, but uh, not enough Port Vale. They are really, really struggling at the moment. Um, I forgot who they have on Tuesday night, but they are playing Stevenage uh, away in the FA Cup again on Saturday. Um, but with their injuries at the moment, I don't see any way of them getting anything out of these games at the moment. Yeah, Port Vale starting to worry people at the bottom of the table falling down there. Um, they went on a really good run after that Barnsley yeah. hammering. And I think that's what's, like Exeter, their start, their start to the season is what's keeping them out of a relegation zone at the moment. Not so much the teams who fell in there early. Obviously, we know the teams who fell in there early were Dyer, Cheltenham, Fleetwood, that, those sort of teams. And... Red in fall down there with a points deduction, but it's more the start to the season that's got them there. Um, but Shrewsbury are fantastic. I they've been a mid-table team for a long time, and like I just said about stability, they've they've got stability in League One, and they've needed something to push them forward. And I think another season or two, they could start pushing forward in League One, maybe towards the playoffs. But it all depends what sort of clubs are going to come down from the championship. You don't know what Sheffield Wednesday comes down, uh, if, if they come down. I know it's a not a massive if, but... Yeah. I think I think a lot of the time now it will be that Shrewsbury could probably push into the playoffs if it's a weak league. Um, Lincoln showed last... This year is a weak league, but I think it's a little bit too early for them, like Chris said. Um, but Lincoln, Lincoln a couple of years ago, they went, they were in the playoff final, weren't they, one year? Couple of years ago, I think it was during the 2021 season that got to the playoff final because that league was weak. It well, I'm not saying it was still a, a strong league, league one's always pretty strong, but uh, it was a week than we had in a while. 2021 was Wickham, I believe. Was it not? That was the year Wickham got promoted. 1920 was Wickham, I think. 1920, yeah, 1920 was Wickham because 2021 they were in the championship. 2020, um, not 1920. Yeah. They've, been in, say, they've been in the chat yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I always say 1920 is in 2019 to 20. I just do it like um, that. I shorthand everything because I can't handwrite. So I always have to shorthand um, everything. But, um, but I don't know who they lost to in, the, in that playoff Obviously, their stay in the championship wasn't that long, but um, Lincoln showed that, yeah. Um, and like I said, Steve Nidge is showing this year that 
they've exploited a, a sort of weaker weaker league than than previous years and got into that promotion picture. Um, so you never know. A couple of years that happens again, we could see the likes of Shrewsbury, Lincoln again, looking for that. Play- Lincoln even this year, but the likes of your Shrewsburys, you sort of ever ever been really in the in the League One for ages. Um, maybe make a push to that playoff, which is really good to see because Shrewsbury is a really well won club, really. If you look at what they've done, that's why they've been in the League One for so long. Um, we'd love to see them make a push for the championship because it's brilliant to see clubs like that play in a higher league. Yeah, um, we speak of Blackpool's playoff final win there. We had to move to Fratton Park for Blackpool's game. And a massive shock here, a 4-0 win for Blackpool against an unbeaten uh, Portsmouth side. It's been a dire weekend for the teams on an unbeaten run. Portsmouth had lost theirs, Mansfield, Stockport, uh, many calling it the um, athletic curse. Many of these teams have been featured by the athletic recently on their unbeaten runs, and they all seem to have lost within <laughs> a short amount of time of it being covered. Is it a shock of the scoreline, or is it a shock of Portsmouth actually losing? I think the scoreline is, is worse. You know, uh, the the defeat was going to come at some point or another, um, but I, th- I think the way and, and the manner that it's come um, is probably the biggest shock. You know, 4-0 uh, to Blackpool, who have sort of uh, been pretty inconsistent uh, in, 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 in the league so far this year, um, but to, to get hammered yeah. 4-0, uh, it's, it's, you know, credit, credit to Blackpool for that, but Portsmouth, you know, um, I'm not quite sure anyone expected that, really. I think, though, it's been coming a little bit. They've been at points where they've been poor, but they're able to get out due to their quality, which is fair play to them. They, they have the abilities bounce back. I like John Messina as a manager. He was brilliant for us to play. He looks brilliant for that for Portsmouth as a manager. And, but I think that bounce back ability has done really well for them at the moment. But just sort of the luck ran out on, on Saturday. And it'd be interesting on Tuesday night to see, see how they're going to be able to... Uh, to bounce back. I completely forgot who they are actually playing on Tuesday night, but uh, they need they need a result. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Owen, in, in terms of sort of uh, you know, every football club loses at some point in, in a season, but I think so far Portsmouth have, have just been quite lucky in terms of you know when they were in losing positions, they were able to come back, you know, and have a, a draw game or, or even come back to win. Um, you know, so if they lost maybe one nil or, or, or drew one one, you know. Uh, or, yeah. or something like that, but it's sort of the manner that that, that it has come in that you know that they've conceded four it, and it, to Blackpool, and you know they've ultimately lost the game. Um, it's not like it, it was a close game, you know. Um, they've, they've been smashed four 0 but Blackpool. Um, it, I, it's it's probably the shock of, shock result of, of the weekend, you know, uh, it, it, on a level with with Reading's win. Um, but it's it's yeah. quite impressive, and uh, you know. Surely concerns for Portsmouth fans, you know, if, if they've lost to um to, to Blackpool, the the next fixture is um is is away to Burton. Could Burton do a similar thing? Could could they roll them over? You know, is it the floodgates argument? You know, once one team's done it, could could other teams follow suit, you know? Yeah. Possibly. Think- I, I, I'm not quite sure, but you know, uh, there there is an argument, you know, now 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 Blackpool have, have gone there, beaten Portsmouth, other teams that will follow suit, you know. Copy Blackpool style. It's clearly worked, so it it could be it could be a lot a long term um, disappointment for for Portsmouth. And I think you say about the floodgates opening. No Portsmouth, no fan 
in the EFL would probably be more worried about the floodgates opening than a Portsmouth fan after last season. Yeah. But it happens every year. Yeah. Happens every year for Portsmouth. It's but just... The Mazzinho appointment concerned me. I, I wasn't sure how he was going to go into this season because it wasn't so much him as a manager. It was the way he was introduced into the squad. I think he did brilliantly in the second half of the season especially given the time he was appointed. If you're going to sack a manager um, and look for an appointment, spending majority of a transfer window looking for that manager's replacement is, in the way Portsmouth did it last season, is probably the worst way to go about it because that manager is going to come in and he's going to see players in the squad that he can't work with, he doesn't think should be in the squad, and he's not going to have any transfer window to fill those gaps that he thinks need filling. So I think Mazzino coming into a Portsmouth side that had already made signings, probably some that he didn't think much of. He's done brilliantly to be where he is now, and he had a fantastic summer transfer window to prove it as well, to get to this point. Um, I, I sorry. I'm just I'm just checking. Um, are you sort of questioning John Messina or are you question Portsmouth? Uh, I don't doubt him as a manager. It's the way he was appointed, the way Portsmouth appointed him. In that he was, I can't remember. It was close to the end of a transfer window. I remember he was appointed, and he didn't have much time to sign players, which I think a manager needs, especially a new manager. Seb didn't like that. Um, so, so does he get does he get sort of double credit for you then, given their position so far this season? I think yeah, with the summer transfer window being fantastic for him, like I said, he he gets a lot more credit. It's more giving him credit for how he finished last season. Now that he's had a summer transfer window, because he didn't actually have a transfer window when he was appointed. After yeah. it was the start of January, the Cowleys were sacked, I believe. He was he was signed on twenty. He was signed as manager of Portsmouth on the twentieth of January. So he's only given what 10, 11 days. And yeah, you'd imagine a manager enough. wants about a week to assess players. Yeah, and like I said, no. he had he had a match the next day, so we had time to do that after. So that's what I mean. It's a lot. Just just the way you're going, Chris. I thought you were going to be one of the fans that sort of. Uh, was calling for his head after one loss. I was like, "What? What the hell?" Well, I'm not a Portsmouth fan. No, no, no. But uh, <laughs> sort of. Um, that's that's where I thought you were going. That's why I sort of got you to. to I may be an yourself, Arsenal but... fan, but I may be an Arsenal fan before a Cheltenham fan. But just because a manager loses one game doesn't mean I want him out. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, "That's a bit harsh," you know. Um, have, have you seen seen the position they're in? But no, that, that's fine. I just I just sort of. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't one of the Arteta outs. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no judgment here, Chris. You're okay. You're okay. No, I thought that's where you're going, but but you weren't. So that, that's fine. Yeah, I totally agree in terms of, um, you know, now he's got his own players in. He can properly play his own style of football, and uh, it's it's working so far. Although, you know, they've they've clearly tripped up at the weekend, uh, and he'll he he more than anyone will be hoping that that doesn't continue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Seb, you mentioned Burton and you've got their game next. You mentioned about whether they could upset Portsmouth next time they play them. Uh, did they show much sign of doing that at Peterborough? Um, no, it was a 4 0 <laughs> loss. Uh, Peterborough 
scored four goals, uh, two in the first half, two in the second half. Uh, goals from Joe, Joel Randall and uh, Mason Clark again in in that first half uh, gave uh, the posh the lead, and then in the Cole Stockton, uh, and then uh, Kwame Poku completed the scoring for the posh, and that result takes them up to a fifth in the league table, uh, just two points off the top two. Uh, with four points off the seventh place. So, looking good for Peterborough and Burton, less so. Uh, they are uh, in 17th, um, 20 points after 18 played. Uh, but, yeah, a great, great result for, for Peterborough. And we spoke about this uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. Mason Clark, Poku, uh, amongst the goals yet again. Um, and other things are looking good for Darren Ferguson's side. Yeah, I think what well, they scored the second most goals in the division this season after Bolton. Nine in their last two games. They're now kind of obviously against Steamage, who have got the best defence in the league at the moment. So it'll be a mouthful win game, like I said, on on, uh, on Tuesday night. So, uh, But to see, yeah, I said, those two wingers for, for Portsmouth are just electric at the moment. They're going to be very hard to stop at the moment this season. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Peterborough have got to be in that, obviously, that, that conversation for playoffs this year because they probably should have been at least the final last year. Just an absolute mental game that, that sort of cost them last year. So it'd be interesting to see what happens this season. Yeah, Poku, Poku is is actually top of the assist ranking in, in the league. He's got six assists and seven yeah. goals this season. And Mason Clark has three assists and seven goals. So uh, overall, uh, 13 goal contributions between the two is just, just immense, really. Uh, the quality yeah. they, they possess, and it's no wonder uh, they're pushing for, for the playoff spots. We, yeah. we we spend mo- we spend most weeks question uh, Peterborough in a playoff, especially after last year. But the way they're performing right now, you'd think they're listening and just determined to prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's just hope because that Peterborough they're not really the greatest at playoffs, aren't they? They've always they've always been pretty, um, not been great, have they, in playoff scenarios? So they would like to do it the automatic way that like they did a couple of years ago, but be interesting. It's it's consistency, and I think yeah. their consistency is what means automatic is the only option for them, in my opinion, because they they can they can beat these teams, they can hammer these teams, they could beat Barnsley, they could beat you, but we saw it last season they'd go to Cheltenham and lose. Yeah, and when I think we actually beat them at their ground, Alfie May with an absolute stunner, by the way, at their ground last season. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean. They looked, like I said, last year, they had a great start to the season or something like that. And then in the space of a month, I know it was one with the trophy and one was the FL Cup, but they lost to us twice. In yeah. In League uh, 2 at the time. That's what I mean. It was just the, just the consistency. I think the thing with League 1 teams and champion, uh, that in the EFL trophy is it's not a priority, especially when you're a team like Peterborough pushing forward. Yeah. And I think if you ask Seb his thoughts on being knocked out to Bradford, he'd only be upset about the way they went out, the way they no, lost. We, we, Chris, we're not knocked out. Knocked out. We're I not forgot you out. had a group stage. <laughs> yeah, we're not knocked out. We just, uh, because we didn't win, we didn't get the home leg. So we, we've got uh, an away game to Blackpool. Uh, but we're not knocked out. We, we are still in yeah. that one. We're not, we've not yet been kicked out yeah. of, uh, of that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, have, you played a, that one. Have, have, have all your team been able to play in that game? 
so far, so far, as far as I'm aware, yeah. Uh, no, the yeah. the FA or EFL have not said anything, so uh, I'm hanging on <laughs> for at least one competition uh, for, the, for the meanwhile, anyway. Yeah. Moving back down to the opposite side of the table now with Cambridge, a team who were in trouble, really, uh, in my opinion, their form's a bit lacking and they travelled to Northampton Town. Owen, how was this? Um Cambridge have lost again, uh, struggling yet again. And Northampton, uh, uh, yeah, they've they've won again two in a row now for them. Uh, brilliant. Started with uh, with a with a goalless first half. Um, it's not really much in that first half, but uh, but Kieran Bowie just after the or just after the the second half started with a with a great strike, um, which uh, which was a great strike, and then. Because uh, there was a mix-up in the end, which I was bowed to have a, a a nip nip in between score score pass and empty net, and then Hoskins again with a with a with a great strike scored his tenth for the season um, after a, a low cross into the box, um, which really really good strike. And then uh, Cambridge did try and get an uh, an equaliser after a, a tap in from Adme from a from a, a long shot that was spilled. Uh, by Thompson, um, but to be honest, any chance was gone when Paul Digby got red carded in about the eighty eighty fifth, about the eightieth minute. So, yeah, all they had some hope with about thirteen minutes ago, but Digby got two yellow cards in about a minute or so, uh, sort of ruined the, any chance of, of getting over from the game. Cambridge have really struggled since 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 sort of August to pick up any sort of form. Um, and I do feel sorry for them, and, and and I feel sorry for maybe probably going down the table. Northampton starting well at the moment; they are starting to motor. Hoskins doing what he does best and score goals. Um, brilliant work from them, and uh, hope to see them stay up this year. Yeah, and I said about Northampton and their being down that end of the table and needing form, and I said the same about Cambridge. It's these are the kind of games they got to be winning both of them, and. Northampton going out picking up three points there, massive for them, and hopefully it gives them the momentum to carry on this season. Yeah, I yeah, I think great. Northampton have a good side. I think the side they have is league one quality. I think they can make it. Um, I did think at the start of the season they were going to go down, but the games I've seen them play, they've looked quality. They've looked decent in points. They've had games where they have been shockers, but I think I think Hoskins a bit like Alfie May last year for Cheltenham. I think Hoskins will have the goals to, to, to keep them up. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, You say that about Alfie May and his goals last season, keeping him up, keeping us up, but it was Luke Southwood just probably even more for me. Uh, you know, 16 clean sheets in the bottom half of League One is an unbelievable stat for a goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I think don't think he missed a game for us last season, Southwood. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I think you got you got to have a couple of players, right? For Steven, you got I think because always say about I know goals a lot, but defense. Steven has only scored twenty seven goals compared to a lot of the teams up in our division. They've scored seven, eight, nine more with the best defense because I think this year a lot of teams have changed their defense around us. We've stuck pretty well with the defense that got us to League Two last year: Hammond, Wildin, Van Cooten, Piljiani. And Hammond's got the most clean sheets in the division. We've got the most clean sheets in the division. So I think I think that's I think stability is, is key as well. Yeah. Um 
we mentioned inconsistency in around the playoffs and Derby County. Yeah. Uh, another win for them over Man- uh, Bristol Rovers, who are still managers, uh, managerless, I believe. And again, we spoke about former players celebrating against their clubs earlier on. And uh, Chris Martin scored for Bristol Rovers against Derby. Uh, a hunt own goal uh, equalised for uh, Derby. I don't know why I nearly said Barnsley. Um, and it was Nathaniel mendez Lang who grabbed the winner for Derby in the 90th minute. Do you think the inconsistency will creep up on them? Do you think it's gone? Inconsistency. I think, I think uh, like Derby, it cost them last year because they were great in moments, but inconsistency cost them a chance at the playoffs. And I worry for them that it's still going to continue. Mendes Lang is banging goals in though. He's doing really well. I think he's got, he's got a brilliant goal against us in the league a couple, couple months ago, about a month ago now. But um yeah, I, I think I think that I'm gonna be honest. I think they just missed the playoffs again this year. I think some of the chasing pack are just too strong. That that was my thought earlier on in the season that the transfer, the summer transfer window was a big one for Derby, with it being the first one since they've had the embargo sort of lifted. Um, they lost a key player, Jason Knight. Yeah, lost the um, goal as well. Yeah, uh, they've got players being monitored. Uh, they've got players who Premier League clubs want, like Cashin. Brighton wanted him in the summer. Um, and I think the one area they didn't prioritize was a striker. They they signed strikers, but they signed strikers who are in their thirties. And I think if you're wanting a promotion push in League One, I don't think a thirty-something-year-old striker is a way to go. See, it's so it's so funny you mentioned that, Chris, because uh, I, I I agree with you to an extent. To be fair, um, when Barnsley played Derby a couple of weeks ago, I, I went to Derby, um, and James Collins was just on absolute fire. You know, every sort of cross that came in, he got his head to it. He he got a couple of goals as well, um, and so he he was on fire. And you know, he he's sort of in in that thirty plus bracket, but. You know, despite his age, he, he's, he was still reveling, uh, you know, le- leading the, the derby line. Uh, yeah, you know, our, our defence probably helped him quite a bit, uh, but we'll, we'll not gloss over that. We'll, we'll gloss over the fact that, um, that, that Collins w- was very impressive. Uh, but I think you're right in terms of, you know, Washington is now out for a little bit as well. Uh, in terms of the, the other striking options, you know, they've not got sort of uh, young pace, you know, that can run in behind any defences. Um, but yeah, that be a good side. Don't get me wrong, but it's probably their consistency that's lacking. You know, they, they beat us three uh, 0 a couple of weeks ago, and then um, now narrowly win uh, a Bristol. Uh, I had a friend that was there, and apparently it was sort of very end to end. So uh, you know, beat beat Bristol in, in a close encounter. So yeah, consistency consistency is is probably the word uh, that you wouldn't associate with Derby this year. Uh, I, I still think there's enough for them to reach the playoffs, though. Yeah, I think I don't just don't see them making the playoffs. They're boosted by the fact how obviously last season it was Wickham creeping up on them, and obviously Wickham have fallen to a bit more of a mid-table side this season. I think they're 14th now. Um, and it's surprising because for me, Wickham made 
a brilliant signing in the summer, getting Luke Leahy from Shrewsbury. And that's one of the reasons why I said about it's not the time for Shrewsbury to yeah. start making a push with losing a player like Leahy, who Steve Cottrell did a fantastic job with Leahy and converted him in a way uh, into sort of this guy who, uh, into sort of this player who could fill in at both fullback and CDM. And he'd get you goals as well, Luke Leahy. Um, yeah. So Wickham having a player like that, it's a shock to see them where they are right now. Yeah, and it's it's bad that he's playing he's playing well for them. He was supposed to play well for them. Obviously, uh, I hope he is better at the moment after that bad injury he had a couple of weeks ago against Stevenage. Um, uh, that yeah, it's 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 a bad miss as well for Wickham as well with with that injury. So, um, especially with two injuries, it's supposed to because I think they also didn't they buy Lyle Taylor as well. A couple of weeks ago, because of that that injury to the other, I forgot the name of the other player that got injured. I think it was Han, maybe Hanlon. I think the name was. I might uh, be saying that right. You got he had a bad injury, Wickham. It was because it was that Stevenage game. There was there was two injuries, one in the first half, one in the second. So, um, but yeah, the Port Lyle Taylor, and who is a good player at the level at the level League One, he is good level. It's just attitude that that that's that's disappointing that and. They can get him firing. I think they'll, they may be able to start going to the leagues. But if his attitude goes again, fitness, fitness, fitness is an issue as well. I think with with Taylor, uh, yeah. I think uh, in in recent years, he's a, the only sort of uh, professional football he's played is is for the uh, monster at and, and for his national side. He's he's not had a club for for a while since Forest. I, I don't think so. Fitness will be key. I, I think he has featured in in a couple of Wickham uh, games since since signing, but. You know, in order to get him at his best, he has to be playing consistently, and sort of it will take him time for him to build up to uh, the levels that he, he could previously hit. Yeah, uh, another team creeping up the table is Charlton Athletic, uh, boosted by Alfie May. Owen, how did Alfie and Charlton get on today this weekend? Yeah, they uh, uh, shockingly they actually they actually drew. Um... To a Carlisle side that was watched on by their the, the new owners, they got some. Uh, came out a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago before the game, they had uh, new owners uh, from Castle Sports Group. Um, they were celebrating, obviously, that their, their ownership of, of Carlisle. I think they're Americans, from what I've seen, um, and they watched their team to even get a point against a, a promotion chase in Cholton. Um, and it was actually in the second half, Carlisle took the lead. Um, when it was uh, also it wasn't kind of took the lead, sorry. It's Cholton who took the lead in the early half, uh, in the early of the second half when uh, they've been dominating and they got a goal from uh, Blackett Taylor from a Watson cross. But just a couple of minutes later, around 10 minutes later, Carlo got the equaliser when uh, Lavelle drew, uh, had a great strike from a, a layoff from Jack Armour. So ended up one all. Um, decent result for Carlo's new owners. Um, I didn't know there was going to be noise from Carlisle, but um, hopefully for them, considering they haven't, got, they haven't have the funds really to go in that transfer market. And for me, they were dead set for relegation this year. So then get those funds in, in January to bring up some players. I think they could be uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a, a dark horse to, to stay up this year. Yeah. And I think seeing the way uh, Carlisle and Leighton Orient have performed since coming up from League Two, it's sort of almost dampened how Stevenage have done. It's yeah. highlighted how well you've done as well, but it's also put a bit of a sour patch on 
how the teams coming up can perform. But Carlisle yeah. have got some results this season. They obviously beat Bolton. Um, I think I'm right there. Um, they yeah, yeah, they won 5-2. Yeah. I, um, I think it was like 3-2, 4-2, something like that. And for me, a point against Charlton is massive. And especially keeping, I'm going to sound like the Alfie fanboy of uh, really, uh, <laughs> of <laughs> Look Sports Media. Ooh, but, uh, ooh. I'm, the Jamie Reed, I'm the Jamie Reed fanboy, ooh. don't worry about it. I think we should have a, a bleep alert there. Yeah, we should. Um, <laughs> definitely. Hannah, edit that, please. Um, but yeah, uh, keeping Alfie quiet is massive as well. Uh, fi- uh, like I said, 15 in 21. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, that's what I mean. Him and Reed are top scorers at the moment in League One. And I think if you keep them quiet, I think Charlton are going to, Charlton and Seavage struggle to score. So yeah. I yeah. Think- I- Everyone knows his quality, uh, and you know he he he's Charlton's main man. So to stop Alfamir, you stop Charlton. Although you know he wasn't on on the score sheet at the weekend; it was Blackett Taylor. But Alfamir, you know, is 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 the main man. Uh, and as as it's sort of clear in in the uh, the rankings in terms of top goal scorer as well. Yeah. Yeah, and why not finish with a bang, just like Bolton did against Exeter. A seven-nil win at home. Uh, Dion Charles, one of the players, not just player of a match here, player of a weekend, two goals and an assist. Um, it's Exeter's heaviest defeat in sixty-five years. Yeah, and uh, I believe the last time Bolton scored seven was against Swindon Town in nineteen ninety-seven. Um, Bolton made a statement go, uh, going on top of the table this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, what a statement! Bolton have, have looked good. They look really good against Liverpool. Uh, really good uh, against sorry Stevenage. Uh, a couple of weeks when I saw them on the on the iFollow service. Um, but other than that, they've looked good this year. They've had a couple of bumps in the road, but other than that, they've been brilliant. Um, they've closed obviously closed that gap to Oxford and Portsmouth at the top. Um, and it's gonna be interesting against Oxford tomorrow how they play. Um, and if they can get a win out of that, they they, they look like they'll be uh, on their way to. Her, hopefully going back to the championship for the first time in around five, six years. But also, uh, Exeter City, I think I think it's probably time for Coldwell to get sacked. It's um it's it's well beyond the time. I know that I know what I know they are the supporters trust might be a little bit apprehensive because they're worried about change and things. But if you don't make a change soon, they're gonna go down because that's I mean when when was the last time they they won? Or like the last win winning? was us in September. That's what I mean. Um, the two months from winning. Uh, that, that, they've they've scored four goals in that time as well. Yeah. Uh they they just need to make a change now, otherwise all the good managers are sort of in the gone and you'll be stuck with someone who won't be able to give a uh, Paul Tisdale. What well, are you gonna get Paul Tisdale back, guys? It's crap for us. Don't want him again. Um but then again like they're gonna really really struggle. Um, so these, I think they need to make a change. If they don't get anything out of Tuesday night's game, uh, they he should be gone. Absolutely, that's all we've got time for here on the League One podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday uh, with midweek fixtures coming tomorrow. 
from us it's thanks for listening don't forget to follow us on social media on twitter on tiktok we've got vlogs we've also got the championship podcast the national league podcast and the league two podcast thanks for listening Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 